Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to episode 141 of the 80%. What makes an employee loyal to their company? Is it a high salary, a great boss, or perhaps it's the company's culture? Today, we have John Nichols, Senior Director and Countryside Lead of PayPal Philippines, to talk about what it means to have your people at the heart of your company's work culture. Are you ready to listen and learn? Let's go! Hi, my name is Fitz Villafuerte. I'm a registered financial planner and the host of this podcast, where we talk about the mindset, habits, and strategies you need to achieve financial success. Thank you for tuning in, and now, on to the show. My name is John Nichols. Uh, I'm a British national, but I've lived, studied, worked in 10 different countries before I arrived in the Philippines. So Philippines is country number 11, uh, where wow. I fell in love with the Filipino culture when I arrived here almost 10 years ago. Um, in terms of background, I started life out in teaching with teaching jobs in Pakistan and Ukraine. Uh, I graduated with honors in Chinese and Russian languages, uh, then spent 22 years in international banking and more recently worked as a CEO, Chief Operating Officer for an international bank here in Manila uh, before joining PayPal four and a half years ago. So you've been here in the Philippines for 10 years already. Almost 10 years. Yep, we're celebrating 10 years in February. Any Filipino words that you already know? Or are you already fluent in speaking Tagalog? You know, considering I'm a linguist, it's a little embarrassing to say that I'm not fluent in Tagalog. Uh, I do multiple attempts now and again. Um, but uh, no, I'm still not very fluent. <laughs> but uh, enough to impress some people, I guess. John, what's your favorite Filipino dish? I have to admit... Um, I kind of go for the Bicolano kind of dishes. I like the sort of the coconut base, a little bit of spiciness to it. Oh, um, but right. from the core staple, it would probably be more the sinigang because I'm okay. I'm not too fond of too much meat or too much you know too much salt or, or fatty pieces, right? So a little bit more on a healthy side, try to be. So the and sinigang. You've is learned how to cook them. I cannot say that. No. <laughs> No, in fact, if you had to compare my cooking with my Tagalog, I would probably say even my Tagalog is better than my it cooking. <laughs> yeah.
You just heard John Nichols, the Senior Director and Countryside Lead of PayPal Philippines. It's always interesting to meet and talk to someone as accomplished as John, from trivial matters such as food to more serious topics such as work culture. There's always something I know I can learn from them. During that afternoon, I was given the chance to talk to John about PayPal Philippines, which in no doubt is my top choice for online payments. Let's hear the rest of our conversation. I've been using PayPal since 2007, mm-hmm. and it's really one of the first things I learned when I started earning online. Because the first question that people ask is, how do I get paid? And right. for me, PayPal is really the gold standard for online payments. And I was uh, actually part of a project that PayPal launched back in 2017, the PayPal mm-hmm. Freelancer Summit Workshop Community. And I was one of those that was chosen to share my freelancing journey to the PayPal community. Mm-hmm. And that's why during the pandemic, when my friends were trying to look for ways to earn extra income, of course, I recommended to check out online opportunities. And of course, I also showed them how to use PayPal because mm-hmm. uh, that's really what I still use until today. And I understand that PayPal has an office in the Philippines. And I'm wondering, how was the experience for the PayPal office during the pandemic? What are the challenges that you encountered? Did you suddenly shift towards work from home also like most companies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... First of all, thank you for advocating for PayPal. You know, it's, uh, it is certainly quite popular among Filipinos working in the gig economy, you know, and among the security conscious, risk conscious, transacting cross-border too. Um, for PayPal, I think, you know, like everybody, if I'm honest, the pandemic kind of crept up on us. You know, if we if we think back to, when was it, March 2019, you know, it was like at first we 2020, thought, yeah. 2020, yeah, at first we thought it would be around for a couple of weeks. Um, and then we'd be back to normal in no time. You know, when we closed our offices on the 16th of March, you know, we expected mm. to be back pretty soon. But, you know, safe to say, I guess we all got that wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so as a global company, you know, we, we've got sites all over the world. So if for whatever reason Manila was down, the, then we assumed somewhere else would pick up the work. Um, but mm. I think we soon realized that this somewhere else was also going to be down at the same time so yeah you're quite right we had to mobilize and mobilize quick Uh, we had to send out large pcs and monitors to our teammates who to be honest were generally not geared up to work from home you know there was no office chair there's no spare sturdy table big enough for a chunky pc and two large monitors right and in many cases uh, many of our teammates, they didn't have internet connectivity, or or if they did, it was suboptimal for doing for doing uh, phone calls with customers. That's right, and uh, I heard that 
sales for laptop stands, ring lights, microphones, and headsets really went up during the pandemic as yeah. a lot of people were trying to shift towards working from home. During the pandemic, uh, you said that you even provided equipment for them so that they could work from home. What are the what are the other support that you provided your employees during the pandemic? And uh, particularly, I heard that you have a you had an employee financial wellness program. Can you yeah. tell us more about that? Sure. Um, so I'll try to remember as much as possible fits it might be a long mm. answer so bear with me um but i think it's very relevant to this podcast i mean i'd perhaps call it a wellness program uh, as it probably goes beyond just financial wellness but also considers physical and emotional wellness too i think day one the focus was on the physical as well as the financial the emotional support came a little later you know as folks began to struggle with the length of the lockdown that they were going through I think firstly, we recognize that our employees um, really could not spend, you know, eight or nine hours a day sat at a dining table or on a, you know, a plastic garden chair. Um, some started on the floor for a, you know, a whole night shift in a place where they wouldn't disturb their sleeping family. Um, so, you know, personally, I was really quite moved by the lengths our team went to to support our customers in those early days, you know, super proud of the team's resilience. Um, step one for us was quickly introducing an allowance to spend on an ergonomic table and chair, um, which we continue to provide even, even today to our new hires. It was also clear some of our teammates, they had chosen not to have an inter internet connection at home um, because of the you know, the long-term financial tie-in that we see in the Philippine market. So we provided and we continue to provide a monthly allowance that covers all their internet expenses, including if needed, if they need a backup option uh, as well. So, you know, we committed to continued pay, which covered those who find them, found themselves unable to work in the early period due to the difficulties securing connectivity. Um, or because of the location of the homes, or they lived in an unsuitable work environment. Um, and we even continued paying our travel allowance. You know, me as a former COO, and therefore, you know, one of the guys in charge of cost cutting as my background, I questioned that in my early days, you know, like, why are we still paying even me? Why are you still paying me an allowance when actually now I'm only traveling five meters from my bed to my PC to go to work? Um, but I was told, you know, looking for savings and cutting allowances in a time like this, that's just not the PayPal way. Um, so we continue to pay that even now when we're still primarily working remotely. Uh, we also had crisis leave and crisis leave recognized that, you know, during the state of prolonged flux, we had to create a crisis leave program, which is basically a flexible 10 days additional leave for when you're suddenly called on to care for someone who's sick or in other such difficult personal circumstances. And then there was the element of stress that came later, the mental health issues that skyrocketed. Um, so we provided extra wellness days off, uh, counseling support, stress management tools, um, even resources for parents that were struggling 
with the impact of the pandemic and online schooling for their children. Um, so, you know, we I guess we really listened to what our employees were saying through the surveys. You know, these surveys were coming out initially every week, then every two weeks. Um, and I'd commonly spend like a Friday evening really um, reading through all of the comments, often a thousand plus comments, understanding how the team was doing, sharing our findings with the global teams, trying to explore ways that we needed to support even further. You know, we, was, we were going as far as delivering oxygen tanks to those in need at the peak of the pandemic. Wow. Um, and, and based on the feedback, we're also now able to include some psychiatric support within our health benefits for those mm -hmm. who are really struggling with life at home. So that's mainly dealing with physical and emotional, but then there's the financial wellness program itself, which goes beyond considering the impact of the pandemic. You know, we studied best practices from proactive initiatives of other leading companies around the globe that have taken steps to improve the financial wellness of their employees. So that was back in October 29, when we first introduced a comprehensive set of changes, which were designed to help employees build financial security, which included raising wages, uh, improving healthcare coverage, granting equity to every employee. Um, you know, it's oh. very rare to hear of companies that yes. <laughs> stop to every single employee. Um, and we provided financial planning tools as well. So that's a program designed around four fundamental principles, you know, the paying a wage that supports financial wellness. So we did a review of our wages globally to try and move away from people who are living from paycheck to paycheck, um, enhancing our benefits, providing further basic financial security. You know, in the Philippines, we addressed the way the healthcare limits work that sometimes cause an individual to go beyond a set limit based on a single illness and end up with spiraling, spiraling uh, medical bills. And then, That's as right. I say, making everybody a shareholder and owner of PayPal, um, that's an employee benefit. You know, that, so an employee can also benefit from the success of our company, have the opportunity to build their own wealth longer term. You know, this is not day-to-day -day financing, but you know, for, for those employees who stay with us a period of time, they will be regularly seeing these shares vesting, allows them Know, provide an access to savings or special projects that they may need at some point in life. Um, so these are, you know, really invaluable forms of uh, forms of grants that we can share with our employees, and then driving the financial wellness through the planning and the learning piece as well. You know, to uh, take more control of their sustained financial help, we arrange. Um, on offered one-on-one -on -one sessions with finance financial specialists to discuss mm. whatever angle you know it may be a tax angle or something that the employee is interested in so all of those are kind of you know they're not symbolic changes they're meant to be really really meaningful changes designed to improve an employee's life um, and demonstrating to what extent people as a company you know we really wish to follow its social conscience and, and follow its societal duty to its broader community as well. So that was a very long answer. Obviously, we've done quite a lot. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly quite impressed. And it's the first time I've heard a company providing all those 
support and benefits for their employees. And what you said earlier, it's really the PayPal way. Because yeah. from my friends, some of them would just receive like a gadget allowance. Some of them receive some mental health counseling only. Mm-hmm. But in your case, you were able to provide a wide variety of benefits and support for them from physical to emotional, mental, and also financial. And it makes me think maybe if I decide to go back to the corporate world, I'll probably have people on top of my list to apply for a position. <laughs> What's the setup for the communication between you and your employees? Do you have, do you have like open forum sessions? Do you have an online forum where they can say their grievances? What is the setup of the communication in your company? There are multiple channels. Um, you know, some of them are kind of one way from me to the audience. So we have our regular site-wide newsletters. You know, as the country lead, um, I will definitely see it's my part of my job to make sure everybody's aware of what's going on. Um, and I think, uh, you know, one of the other more popular channels are the surveys. I have to say I'm a huge fan of surveys um, because, you know, particularly in Filipino culture, which is very non-confrontational, right? So <laughs> we really want to hear what are you thinking? What's going on? What are you struggling with? You know, is it external environment? Is it internal environment? What can we do so that you feel that you really belong as part of the PayPal family. Um, so I really look forward to whenever we have surveys um, to be able to read through the results of those. You know, some of them, of course, you know, the comments are, are, are a mix. Um, some are super, super happy um, and others have grievances. And it's really important to be able to listen to those grievances and understand where they're coming from as well. Um, other communication channels, uh, I guess, You know, we do have opportunities if, for example, an employee feels that they've lost the trust of the organization for whatever reason. You know, maybe they've had a an argument with their leader and they want to keep things anonymous. You know, we have a speak up channel uh, yeah. where they can write to a global team who will pick that up and determine on what the best way to handle that is as well. So we try to be as as open as and fair, but we also encourage very much our leaders to have regular touching calls with our employees. You know, we call those speak-up sessions um, where our group leaders may be talking to their own leaders' teammates. So it's kind of like skip level um, in format uh, so that they can feel the pulse uh, of what's going on in their different teams as well. And they can escalate anything that they're hearing or any concerns or where they simply have questions. You know, there's been so much going on through the pandemic where we really didn't know what was going to be happening next week. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, that means we need to be up to date with our communications, being very regular um, and passing these on to people as, as often as we possibly can and using our leaders, therefore, to cascade these messages. Um, and then obviously, questions of clarity may then come back and then you start the process again. Um, trying to give as much clarity as possible. I want to pick your brain a little. 
what do you think are the barriers why other companies are not doing this? Why this is not something that they're initiating in their own companies? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, one of the reasons I personally chose to join PayPal is because it is a very people-centric organization. You know, you really see and and hear and evidence how much it values its employees, right from the very, very most senior leaders of our organization. And, you know, when you see that, you feel that therefore you are also empowered to put your own people first as well. So it filters down. Um, and we really believe that whatever we invest in our people is returned several folds. You know, for me, the degree of PayPal's people centricity, it really is a differentiator. You know, wellness is one of PayPal's four core values. So it's very much central to our philosophy. Um, you know, and if you do your best to look after your people, your people do their best to look after the company and its customers, shareholders and regulators too. too. So it's uh, it's very much core to core to PayPal. I have listeners who are also entrepreneurs and running their own companies, and mm-hmm. maybe they're thinking, maybe I should start something like this with my own business with with my own company. Any tips that you can tell them on how they can start? Yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, part of it is is the listening piece. You know, as I mm-hmm. mentioned before, you know, I'm a big survey fan, um, particularly in the Filipino culture, as I say. Right? So I think you know we need to really keep on listening to our employees' voices, keeping up with regular and transparent communications, and you know, we need to be there for them in their times of need and, and act with a real sense of urgency. You know, a person will find it difficult to perform at their best if they have things going on in their personal lives which hinder them, you know, hinder them mentally, emotional, emotionally. Um, potentially, they have the, you know, the physical challenges and the mental challenges and the financial challenges and sometimes a combination of all of these things. So if we're not there to listen and help them through that period, and it, you know, it doesn't mean to say we have a, you know, a million dollars to give to every employee with financial difficulties, but the least we can do is listen and understand and find ways to support them in some way, even if it's just because you're listening, you're providing that additional support. And I think, you know, trying to be vulnerable and sharing your own stories. You know, I think many entrepreneurs, particularly, um, they start from humble beginnings, you know, so sharing those stories and giving them an idea. You know, even even myself, if I think back, if if I can share a personal story for a moment, Fitz, I mean, sure. when, I, when I went to school, it, and this was back in United Kingdom, right, as a in a junior school there used to be the school canteen and um, every day we would go into the canteen and we would pay our 50 pence so it's like the largest largest coin less than a pound so it's probably the equivalent of a 10 peso coin in today's money right and and that was obviously for highly subsidized school meals um 
But as you went to queue up, there was a table quite close to the queue, which we would call the poor table. And that was basically all of the kids who couldn't afford the 10 pesos and therefore had to bring their pack lunches, their baton, um, to, to school with them. And, you know, we used to call it the poor table and we would look at them probably with an element of sympathy, sometimes an element of disdain, possibly an element of pride that we weren't sat there. Um, but one day, you know, my parents explained to me that we had financial problems and we needed to make some cutbacks. You know, we had a comfortable home, but interest rates had gone up on a large mortgage. Inflation had gone up on groceries and gas. I'm sure that sounds familiar to our today's <laughs> predicament, right? So now I started taking in my packed lunch, my baton of, you know, two sandwiches and an apple and a mini chocolate bar and sat with my newfound friends on the poor table and looked back at the faces staring at me with, with sympathy, with disdain and an element of probably pride too, that they weren't sat with me. Um, so as a result, you know, I'm very much one of those that look after the centavos and leave the pesos to look after themselves. That's kind of the <laughs> translation of an English phrase, right? Look after the pennies and the pounds, look after themselves. So when it comes to teaching financial literacy, you know, the importance and the benefits, you know, it will include a better mental health status. I wouldn't want people to go through the same kind of feelings uh, that I went through at that point of time, you know, so it, and with these, with the ed possible of ed education around financial literacy, it allows one to focus on one's goals, you know, whether that's career or it's family or, or both, or it's something else. Mm -hmm. And from an employer perspective, it helps in allowing our employees to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. You know, we know that financial pressures commonly affect performance, which can impact career prospects, which could ultimately result in exacerbating an employee's financial sit situation. So that's why, you know, we provide access to the financial coaches and one-on-one -on -one co consultations with experts. We have to recognize, you know, I'm not a financial expert. I might have had many years in finance, but I'm still not a financial expert or a tax expert. Um, but we provide that to employees at no cost uh, because we realize there is a clear benefit uh, to to our employees i agree if your employees are uh, have a good sense of well-being uh, physically emotionally and especially financially they'll be able to work productively which later on would definitely benefit the company as well and you, i'm it's paid back multiple times, I would say fits, because when we, you know, particularly when we see some of the comments in the survey, our employees are telling us they appreciate how much that we have supported them, particularly through the pandemic. And they've seen us also support the wider communities, the things that we do from a corporate social responsibility perspective as well. So they do feel in, indebted. That's what they, that's the term they use. And they want mm -hmm. to pay it back through their loyalty to the company. And plenty of our employees say they want to stay at PayPal for the rest of their careers. And, you know, obviously wow. when you hear things like that, it makes me truly proud to work at PayPal too. You know, at the end of the day, I can't say that we're, we always get things 100% right all of the time. Um, but, you know, it's certainly not through lack of effort and lack of trying to support our 
our teammates and our employees in the best way possible. But and uh, you know, as we as I mentioned before, you know, if we all learn to look after the centavos, then the pesos will look after themselves. Maybe there's someone listening out there who's actually interested to join PayPal. Perhaps you can invite them and tell them what, how can they apply for the company in case they're interested. Sure. Um, if you Google PayPal, you'll come up with a PayPal website and there'll be a careers page on there. And our opportunities here in the Philippines are listed on there too. So more than happy to uh, see folks joining paypal all right so that's it for our episode for today i hope everyone was able to learn something and especially the entrepreneurs i hope they learned some things that they can probably also implement in their own companies in their own businesses so thank you very much john i hope i can invite you again soon and uh, if there's anything else that I can help PayPal with, I'm very much open. Just uh, reach out to me and uh, we'll see what we can do. So thank you very much, John. And uh, Thank you so much, Fitz. that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Also, a shout-out of gratitude goes out to John Nichols, the Senior Director and Countryside Lead of PayPal Philippines, for taking time out of his schedule to have this conversation with me. In other matters, I hope you can click the follow button for the 80% and share this episode to your friends, especially yung mga nagahanap ng okay na company na mapapasukan. Kung may tanong or financial concern ka na gusto mong sagutin natin in an episode, you can contact me through our official website, the80percentpodcast.com. Muli, ako si Fitz Villafuerte at magsama-sama ulit tayo sa susunod nating episode. Goodbye, take care, and stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 